Hey everybody, it's Pastor Chip, and thanks for tuning in again. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, just been some deep thought lately, and been bouncing it back and forth. My buddy John, and um. You know, look at our world and, and how things are going in our world and and how people are treating each other. You know, it, it's just... I think too many people have gotten used to the status quo that they just don't see it anymore. They've got a blind eye to it. Too many people swim downstream. You know, I tend to swim upstream. Um, I don't grasp well into the mainstream way of thought or whatever people are doing or everybody wants to buy these clothes or these cars. I, I'm not a crowd follower. But it seems to be that a lot of our world has become crowd followers. They jump on the woke. They jump on the BLM. And they jump on the whatever, you know. Especially in the church, they're jumping on the LGBTQ, ABCD, whatever, Z um, agenda. And it's like... The Bible, if you study the Bible just a little bit, just pick up your phone, your computer, or a book, and you look at the Bible and all the books in it, it's not just a Harry Potter book or Lord of the Rings. It's a consistent, thought-out, group of books that have a common theme written over thousands of years by different authors. How is that possible? You know, it's, it isn't possible by man. But, you know, you look at the our society, you look at the way things are going, you look at you know, when I was growing up, everybody was pretty much in church or involved in church. You did not hear of atheists, satanic cults, uh, Muslim temples, uh, mosque built in this country. We were an intolerant Christian nation, and now we're deluded and they're tearing us apart from the inside. We're the exact same thing that happened to, to Rome in the early days of Rome and to the Jewish people. I mean, we, we've let people take away our rights and our traditions because of the love of money and because we love to follow instead of making a stand. And look at it. And your friends, 
I know some people have a lot of friends. Some people don't put much thought into friends. They just use people. But the worst ones are the ones that are closest to you and call themselves Christians, if you're a Christian, that is, and you have Christian friends. And then you find these people doing things to you to serve their own interest. You see, that's when they, I call them Christians of convenience. Um, I know a guy, you know, the Bible says don't let the left hand know what the right hand is doing, but he loves to show up at every event. He loves to bring the banana pudding. He loves to talk about all he's done and all he does for people. But if you cross him, He's on you. He's forgotten about that Christian thing. Now it's all about, can he destroy you? Pastor friend of mine used to say, it's the one thing about being a Christian is you don't know who's truly, truly, repentantly saved. You know, people say they're Christians, but you don't... you. It's not like you get a tattoo on your forehead. But you should see the way people change and the way the fruit changes. And But it's not. But, but back on our topic of the way the world's changing, you know, people... Talk about Old Testament doesn't matter. And the New Testament, Jesus is a God of love. We're supposed to throw daisies and, you know, dance around and, and let people do whatever. But you know, that's not the way it is, you know. Um, Jesus spoke a lot of parables, you know, and He told us a lot of what to look for and a lot in a way we should live and a lot of what's going to happen to us. But you see, I spoke about this before. God got tired of the people not living, you know, the way he, he wanted them to. They weren't doing... <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. He says in Malachi 4, 4, Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all of Israel. With the statutes and judgments, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Did you get that? Great and dreadful. It's going to be great for the Christians. It's going to be dreadful for the non-believers. But he says, Elijah, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Uh, and the children, and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike them, the earth, with a curse. Man, 
I'm beginning to wonder if he hasn't already stricken the earth with a curse that we're not going to get along and be loving and caring because everybody's greedy. They're after themselves. You know, oh, I don't know. You know, Jesus says, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For surely I say to you, till heaven and earth pass, pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever does... But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So, Jesus came. They did away with the temple system and the sacrificial system. And he came and he talked about love and peace, but he didn't say to forget everything that was in the Old Testament. But here again, people are saying... They can do what they want to, right? Um, I don't know. How do we get that way? What do we think? Why do we think, you know, just because, <laughs> what is that saying? There's a quote out there, don't mistake my kindness, ki kindness uh, for, for what, don't mistake my goodness for kindness or something, uh, um, but don't mistake Jesus' lack of a temper and anger for being the vengeful God of the Old Testament that we saw, because he is God. But he's trying to give us, give us an example. <clears throat> you know, there's a parable, like I said, the parables. There's this parable, he really, really gives it gives us the idea of what to look for, but people just, they don't get it. And I'm going to read it to you, and a lot of people don't get it. Some of you just think he's talking about vine dressers, you know? But, but listen, he says, Here another parable. There was a certain landowner who planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. And he leased it to vine dressers and went into a far country. Now, when vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the vine dressers that they might receive his, its fruit. And the vine dressers took his servants, beat one, killed one, stoned another. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first, and they did likewise to them. Then, last of all, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect you. But when the vine dressers saw the young son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to these vine dressers? And they said to him, He will destroy those wicked men miserably and leave his vineyard to other vine dressers who will render him the fruits in the season. And Jesus said to them, 
Have you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? So, and in the 43, it says, Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. So, he's t- who's he taking the kingdom from? He's taking the kingdom of Israel away from the Israelites, and he's giving it to the Gentiles. Who were the vine dressers that came and were beaten and killed? I mean, think about it. It's John the Baptist, Stephen, the other prophets, apostles. <coughs> Excuse me. They came and were... And look at the prophets on back in the Old Testament, you know. Elijah, Elisha, um, oh God, what's his name? Jonah. I mean, all, all those prophets, everybody came, 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 and everybody, we just blow him off. You know, but it's funny. He, he, it's not funny. It's, we say funny, the English language. But he talks about vine dressers, right? Working in the vineyard. What does Jesus say? I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. That's John 15. In 15.5, he says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. You know... He says, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they're burned. You could say, you could say he's speaking in riddles, right? But he's really telling us in a way that is pleasing to the ears. That if you don't do what I tell you to do, when I come back, I'm going to kill every dead, blame one of you, babies, mothers, fathers, whatever, and I'm going to cast you into hell in the burning pits forever and ever. Amen. But how would he have been received if he came back using that tone? I mean, we have an Old Testament full of examples of what God has done to people who rejected rejected him who stole from him who lied to him who turned on his people he killed probably millions of people over the course of history that went against Israel or the Jewish people how do you think he's going to reward everybody for the how they've treated the Christians today how they've persecuted us those Christians that I said were Christians in name that treat other Christians worse than our, fr- our secular friends, how do you think they're going to be treated? I tell you what, the good, si- the, the good side, the old side of me wants to be standing here when God says, did you do this to Chip? Yeah, you did, because here, here, right here, I'm going to replay it for you. Well, now, go to hell. You know, just get out of here. Get out of my face. 
you know, I mean, we need to read the Bible. We need to think about what we read in the Bible. And we need to understand that it's final. It's not negotiable. It's not up to your interpretation or my interpretation uh, whether or not we decide to obey the rules or do whatever. It's not, well, I don't feel like it today, but I'll do it next week. Or, or I don't believe homosexuality is wrong because I think God created people this way. Well, read the Bible. It's pretty clear. It's pretty clear. I mean, it doesn't mean, matter what translation you read. It says God created man and woman, and they should join each other. And and talks about the abominations. I mean, just because you choose not to read it doesn't mean it's there. It's not there. Just because you choose not to read it doesn't mean it's still not going to happen. Oh, I don't understand. Really, we've become a self-centered world. We don't have natural threats, so we prey on each other. If we ha if we truly did have, you know, dinosaurs roaming the earth, like I joke and say a lot, and you walked outside and had to worry about whether or not a 150-pound raccoon was going to eat you, then maybe we wouldn't have time to criticize our neighbors and to be, you know, so ugly and sinful. But as it is, why should I do good? It doesn't get me anything. I don't believe in the Bible. I'll do what I want to. I, I, I do what I want to do, what feels good to me. Just remember, remember them old, was them California grape commercials, all the singing and dancing grapes. We're all a bunch of grapes. You're either in the vine or you're going to be cast out. And if you're cast out, you're going to wither up, you'll be thrown in the fire, and you won't be around anymore. Uh, Jesus, don't mistake his lack of action and his kindness for being a pushover. I guarantee you, when he comes back, if you read in Revelations, and he's coming back riding on a horse, and they say that the battlefield, the blood, will be up to the bridle of the horse, that's some pretty deep blood. That's a lot of people. People, get your heart right. Don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait until you can't make that decision. Try doing a little good. Try doing a little kindness for somebody. And when you think about doing some evil, push it to the back of your mind. And say, ah, I better not. Because you know, God's going to crush those who oppose his children. And this is Pastor Chip. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Be safe. And thank you for your prayers.